You're listening to Outnumber the Podcast, episode 133, with guests Beth and Greg Langston of College Flight Plan. Beth and Greg have more than 20 years of one-on-one consulting experience with students and young professionals, helping them gain confidence and figuring out what their true purpose is. We loved chatting with the Langstons and learning about how they can help our teens and young adults make the best use of their time before, during, and after college. Take a listen. Hello, and welcome to Outnumbered the Podcast. I'm Audrey. And I'm Bonnie. We are experienced moms to a combined total of 19 children. In our weekly episodes, we explore relatable topics using our perspectives of humor and chaos. Tune in for advice and encouragement to gain more joy in your parenting journey. Hello, friends. Welcome back to Outnumbered. We are thrilled today to be inviting two guests on the show with us, Beth and Greg Langston, and they are going to offer us some incredible experience and insights into getting kids ready for college, which is something that not a lot of us think about until all of a sudden our kids get in high school and we're thinking, oh, shoot, we don't know what we're doing. So we're super excited to welcome them. Welcome, Langston's. Thank you. We're glad to be here. Absolutely. So we want you to start by giving us a short introduction of the two of you and also your family and your business, the College Flight Plan. Okay. Well, I'll start. So uh, I'm Beth Langston, and I have a degree in education from Purdue University. Uh, I grew up in Indiana, and right now we live in San Diego. And we have two children also, uh, Brad, who went to Wharton School of Business at University of Pennsylvania, and Brooke, who went to Michigan State and was on a full volleyball scholarship, which was wonderful. So, um, and we have, for the past 20 years, I've been helping high school students um, to learn to master their self-discovery and their self-knowledge. And we turn that into writing compelling application essays that help them get noticed by the admissions officers. And I have had the privilege of mentoring hundreds of students and preparing them for successful lives. And I'm Greg Langston. Hi, everybody. Um, I too went to Purdue University and that's where I met Beth, fortunately for me. And I graduated with an international business degree. And since graduating, I've worked in 65 countries across 10 different industries and leading companies in excess of a billion dollars. And so during that time, I was fortunate to be able to to mentor hundreds of high school students and young professionals. And so when you ask what our business is, uh, in a nutshell, we help students figure out what their strengths and weaknesses are, what they're passionate about, and what they're naturally gifted to do so that they can choose a major that allows them to graduate in four years, not longer, and have a fulfilling career. So that's basically what we do. Oh, I love that. I wish I would have found you 25 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) That's what most parents say. Do they? (laughs) Before we get started, uh, as usual, we'd like to ask our guests to share a funny parenting moment if they have one. Go ahead. Well, let's see. When we lived in Mexico the first time, um, our son Brad was in second grade and he was the only, he and his sister were the only English speakers in their whole school, except for another young boy from Canada and they were having an English spelling bee. So we thought, Oh, this is great. You know, Brad should be able to kill this one. (laughs) And so they're going around the room saying the, the words and the uh, person giving 
the spelling bee directing it was a, a native native Spanish speaker. And so she got to Brad. I can't remember what his first word was, but the second word, she goes, sheepreek. And Brad's thinking, sheepreek, man, I've never heard of this word. What is sheepreek? And so he says, I'll just sound it out. S-H-E-E-P-W-R-E-A-K. Sheepreek. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> she goes, the lady goes, no, 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 you got it wrong. She, she said, it's S-H-I-P-W-R-E-C-K. And, and Brad goes, oh, you mean shipwreck. Yes. He says, shipwreck. Yes. Oh, Use it in a sentence. That's always the answer. <laughs> oh, gosh. It was crazy. Anyway, you have and, and I have one quick one, and you can probably, you'll probably pick Beth's because this is better. But <clears throat> um, as I mentioned, I traveled a lot all, all over the world. And I set it up because my son was going with his English lit class to Europe, to England, to go with his class. And so I set it up that I was going to go to another country. And so I said goodbye at the airport. And so he put and his- on the plane. Yeah, put him on the plane. He and his classmates got on the airplane. And I told the flight attendants that what I was going to do was I wanted to surprise my son who was in the back of the plane. And so I waited for about four hours you while we're, on. yeah, I got on the same plane that he was on and he, unbeknownst to him. And so I was fortunate to travel in business class. And so we were over the Atlantic and I walked back with a toothbrush in my hand saying, Brad, you forgot your toothbrush. And all of his classmates and the teacher were looking at me saying, this is Brad's dad on the airplane over <laughs> over the Atlantic. What is he doing here? So that was my little um, parental story with my... With that my that has to win the best award for embarrassing a child ever. <laughs> right? Well, I relish that opportunity. Yeah. I flew 3,000 miles to embarrass my kid. That's, that's right. Okay. So moving on, we'd like to ask you about some of your inspiration. Um, what about your background led you to starting College Flight Plan, your current business? Well, we really started with our own kids. So they were our guinea pigs. They were our guinea pigs. <laughs> they always are, right? <laughs> so, we, as Greg said, we raised them overseas. And by the time our son was 13 years old, he had gone to 12 schools in five different countries. So, he, it'd been a wonderful experience. And he learned, they both learned foreign language. They had a great appreciation for other cultures. Like in Singapore, there were 67 nationalities in the Singapore American school alone. So it was amazing. It was like a little United Nations there. And so they had amazing educational experiences. I was very involved as an educator. Sometimes we had homeschool in Australia and Singapore, in Mexico. Um, they were the only English speakers in their school and they were in, I think, second and fourth grade then. And so they would come home every night. We'd spend two to four hours with our Spanish-English dictionary in one hand and their homework in the other. <laughs> and we would plow through what they had to do. And then we even had a school in our home. We hired a teacher from the United States. She came down and taught our kids and some other expatriate children So in order to prepare them to come back to the United States. So we knew we needed to return by the end of middle school to help them prepare and enter high school and get ready for that college application process. So the problem was <laughs> we, when we got back here, we 
found out that there weren't early enough opportunities for the children, the students to learn about their strengths and weaknesses and their values, purposes, goals, and all these other things that would help them prepare for college. And on the other hand, Greg, as an international executive, was running large corporations and he had he was provided with hours of executive training and coaching to sort of give him, you know, the skills and assessments that he needed to be a great leader. And we, he kept saying, why did I have to wait 20 years to get these? And why is nobody teaching these skills and giving high school kids the opportunities to learn this? So that's when we said, okay, kids, we're going to teach you this stuff. It's going to help you to, to be able to learn more about yourself. And um, we started developing the tools and we then started doing workshops uh, with some of their friends because parents were saying, can you help our kids do this? And we started doing additional, additional folks. And so this was over 20 years ago and it's expanded over time. So it's now a three phase process that we can help people to discover what is important to them, determine what they're going to do with it and then direct that for their future. Oh, this is just fascinating because um, like our two oldest kids that are in college right now, they have also been our guinea pigs. And what we did was <laughs> we took them to um, someone who kind of did career counseling and um, paid actually quite a lot of money to have this um, career counselor help them. And he had them like fill out personality quests, um, quizzes and questionnaires and all sorts of things before um, they went there and then it was just a one-time consultation with them to help them get to know themselves a little better. But I really felt like it was kind of a tip of the iceberg thing. Like they, like you're saying, um, there was a lot more depth that could be discovered there. And I, and I'm really excited for you to tell us and tell our audience, dig into exactly what college flight plan offers. You said it's a three phase process. Absolutely. It's a three phase process and you are quite correct that there are some organizations that you can work with that will give us, or some even some high schools that will give assessments and they'll say, this is a skill assessment. A skill assessment by itself doesn't give you, and even a, just a personality assessment won't give you a holistic approach that we felt was missing. And so what we created was this program that in addition to having the three phases, you also pick an accountability partner. The student picks an accountability partner who helps them, him or her, go through the program. And so it's self-paced. And what they do is first and foremost, we're all about your core values or your core beliefs. I don't think that's taught enough in school. And you know, families have values and it's important to pass that on to our kids. And so we help them go through a process where they establish what are their core values and how will they put those into practice after they've learned those core values. Because what you want your sons and daughters to do is when they are by themselves, and they're not with your parents or with their parents, and they're confronted with the situations that no doubt they will be cha challenged with, that they're able to look at their values and say, these are things that I'm not going to violate. These are things that I'm going to hold true to. And we think that that's extremely important. Oh, yeah, that um, is just fascinating. A lot of people don't, don't even don't even, like you say, touch that tip, the tip of that iceberg. It's just, what kind of personality do you have? Okay, you're going to be an XYZ. <laughs> In addition to the values, what we have is a 360 assessment where the student can pick up to eight trusted advisors 
that will give them feedback. And these advisors can be their parents. We recommend that they pick their parents, uh, relatives, teachers, best friend, coach, uh, counselor, uh, what have you, they get to pick them. And one of those will be their accountability partner who gives them feedback on these are my strengths. These are my weaknesses. These are my, this is how I add value to other people. This is the major that I should pursue. And so what the student gets is 200 data points of information. It's not just a one-off assessment that says, hey, I want to be an architect or a fireman. This, they get 200 data points that really validate for them, this is what you want to do, and this is what other people think you can do. So we think that that's pretty cool. In addition to that, there's an assessment, a Colby assessment, that assesses their instinctive problem-solving skills. And they package all of that together into what we call their DNA, their distinct natural abilities. Mm -hmm. So the student has a sense of um, affirmation as to what their particular skills are. And then they create a purpose statement because they then determine what their why is, not what they do and how they do it, but why they do it, which helps them enormously when they're going to be picking a major here in a second. They then establish aspirational goals relative to their health, their wealth, their wisdom, and relationships. And so that's all the self-discovery that, that they create. And we think that that's pretty compelling. That's the discovery phase. First phase. Yes. Any questions on that before I move to the determined phase? Well, I would say, so my big question is, and maybe you'll get to this, but, um, you know, most people only consider their own personal interests and passions when looking into what they want to do with their life or what they want to major in, right? Um, what would you say is more a more compelling thing to look at when they're in this discovery phase? Is it interests and passions? Is it this value set? Is it what others have told them their strengths, where their strengths lie? Does that make sense? Is it a, a perfect combination of all three? I'm just curious. Well, um what I would say is we find it's all cumulative because each one of them are an independent element of the discovery phase. But as they gain the additional component of their core values and what the strengths that they thought they had, coupled with affirmation by other people saying, you're really good at this and you're really good at this. And these are some weaknesses that you may be aware of or you may not be aware of. Then you add to that their instinctive problem-solving skills, and you help them craft alongside them. You don't dictate this to them. They create their own purpose statement and their own lifetime goals as a result of going through the process. We think that that holistic view is really compelling because then it's their decision. It's their plan. It's their self-discovery. And they feel much better to then go to the next step, which is what are they going to do with all this discovery? So they then say, these are my five-year goals, and then these are my specific one-year goals, and these are the things I'm going to do daily to make sure I put those into practice, and what are some bad habits that I have that I'm going to eliminate? And then in addition to that, they are much better positioned to pick a college major that fits them, that they're going to be successful with, that then leads to a career that they're going to be successful with, or they may find that college is not the right option for them but this self-discovery allows them to figure that out. Does that make sense? Yeah, that is, that is fascinating. Okay. Keep going on to stage two. <laughs> okay. What I'll go on is um, in terms of they then go to directing their findings because they then we believe in growth mindset versus a fixed mindset. 
which has the whole aspect of positive self-talk. And so they then create a compelling elevator speech for their interviews with college, college admissions advisors, where they can confidently speak about what it is that they want to do, what their values are, what their goals are. And that way they'll stand out to the college admissions advisors and get into their colleges. Oh, to have an Ellis to have an elevator speech going into college instead of coming out of college. That's quite a concept. And they even use those elevator speeches for job interviews. And we had a student just last week. He said, I'm so glad I knew all this about myself because uh, I was interviewing for a job. And sure enough, uh, I got it because I knew who I was. I knew my goals. I knew where I was going. And they love that. So, yay. So then almost to the end, what they do, and we think this is really pretty special, is the fact that the student then compiles a summary document of what they've learned through this process. And instead of having the parent try and say, okay, tell me what I just paid for and what you got out of it. (laughs) A very important part is the student sits down with their parents and their accountability partner and says, mom and dad, these are my values and why they're important. These are my lifetime goals. This is how I instinctively solve problems. This is what I want to do with uh, my major. And this is the career that I want to have. And this is my purpose. Very, very compelling. And so a hundred percent of the parents Tell us, we just were dealing with one out of uh, Albania two weeks ago. She said, I know my son very well, but I'm learning a whole different side of him that I was not aware of, which is very compelling and very exciting. So they then take all that information. They then put that into their application essays, which are much more compelling than just going through high school and not having the self-discovery. And they do this whole thing through... It's all through two and a half minute micro learning videos. And a workbook. We have a workbook with it. Right. And it's all mobile friendly and so forth. Okay. This is so fascinating. There's, there's so many things here. Um, so I, I'm just, I have a question because I have had um, one kid that knows exactly what they're going to do and who they are. And like this, just, you know, just, they didn't even need the college flight plan course because they they had it set. But then I have my next three. So um, my oldest, my, so my oldest of my oldest four that I'm talking about, Bonnie and I, I have nine kids and Bonnie has 10. So of my oldest four who are kind of, you know, looking toward college age, only one knew what they wanted to do and was set on it and is doing that. And it's him to a T. <laughs> the other three wow. are varying between having no clue and struggling with trying something and that's not the right thing. And then, um, looking at another thing and that's not, you know, maybe try this and try that and just not really knowing what to do. And, um, I just see how this could help each of them so much to get to know themselves, um, better. And then like, I love what you talked about your five-year plan because then it's like a goal, you know, something growing toward moving, moving toward and, um, Oh, and, the- and then what you do is you then break it into the one-year goal because that's right in front of you. And how do you break that into 12 monthly increments to make sure that you're going towards that goal? And so it gives them very specific goals because when you are in high school, you your five-year horizon is getting into college and then maybe graduating from there and getting a job. Um, your one-year horizon can be you know, getting into your junior year in high school. And so you have different goals and different time horizons that then they're feeding and supporting your lifetime goals that you establish 
And what we do is we have them, we suggest that they review their lifetime goals um, every Christmas. And uh, I said, five, what I tell them is five years down the road, you need to start paying for the dinner with your parents, not having them pay for the dinner. Hmm. <laughs> and the, the other good thing is that we um, help them to address bad habits that they need to work on right now in order to achieve that one year or five year goal that they have? What do they need to eliminate in their lives? And most of the students say social media and television time, that type thing that they Mm. really need to cut back on. They know they need to. (laughs) But to get them to identify that themselves instead of having the parents identify that for them, that would be huge. Right, exactly. That's the whole thing about this process. They really do take charge of it themselves. Nobody's telling them what to say. And they, in the end, the transformation is amazing that we see they have such clarity in knowing their values and strengths and their weaknesses and their purpose and their major. And they can proceed with confidence and clearly understanding and articulating what makes them unique as they progress through the application process and interviews and with essays. And they also feel they have a bit more control over their futures because they have actionable plans and goals that they've set. So it's really a cool, a cool thing to see with these kids. Wow, that, this sounds so amazing. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, one question I had is how early or at what age do you think students should get started um, thinking about college plans, um, looking into your program, trying to decide um, what their first steps are? Well, I, I always say the earlier the better. Freshman year is not too early to start getting that mindset. I know freshman year in high school is overwhelming for some kids too. And the first thing I say about even freshman year in high school is the same with freshman year in college. Keep that GPA up from the get-go because you don't wanna be spending the next three and a half years after that first semester you know, playing catch up with your GPA. So the most important thing for freshmen to do when thinking about college is to keep the GPA high get involved in school and in the community, start those, you know, interest projects, community projects, entrepreneurial projects, if they are so inclined, and also developing relationships with teachers and coaches and mentors are so important because they're going to be writing your recommendation letters later on. So you want them to know you well, and they need to seek opportunities to learn about themselves, about their strengths and interests starting freshman year. Most people don't know that they're supposed to start that early. So we do get sophomores, juniors, and even seniors who don't have any time to go through self-discovery, really. So we do have a shorter course for people who don't have as much time. But it really, really helps when you start writing those essays to know who you are. Awesome. Okay, so um, I have a question. You said your kids were basically the guinea pig before you launched this uh, college flight plan. So what is, like, how long ago was that? Like, do you have a success rate or do you know, like, how many years people are staying in the careers that they've chosen going into college, that kind of thing? Oh, gosh. Well, I I can't really speak to that because we've been doing this for 20 years. 20 years, okay. Um, the, the people that we stay in touch with, yes, but a lot of times, you know, they're off and running. They, once they're finished with the 
essay part of us. They've gone through the program and they're writing their essays and they're in college. They're often running and, and many times they don't look back. <laughs> so unless I know their parents and, you know, can keep up with them, I really, I, I'm but, not. But to give sure. you an idea, uh, Olti, who oh, is a young man that we, we mentored over 20 years ago. Um, interestingly enough, he just made the top 10 under 30, um, you know, in Miami um, in terms of movers and shakers, and uh, which is pretty cool to see that. And he uh, was actually our first foreign student that we right. had. And so it was amazing to watch him go through the process. And, and then we just had William, uh, who is one of his relatives that he sponsored to go through the program. So he thought highly enough of it uh, when he went through the, the workshop over 20 years ago to to nominate one of his family members. Well, that is pretty neat. So maybe okay. this isn't a fair question, but how about your own children? Did they um, kind of stay with the thing that they chose to do through college or, or did they do some switching after college? And Yes, I have a, a wonderful example with our son, actually. His whole life, he thought he wanted to be in the medical field, always, always. And then, so he got to um, high school and he... Um, applied for pre-med at several schools and got in. And the summer before he left for college, he interned with a cardiovascular surgeon and a neurosurgeon. Um, and he decided that summer, nope, this is not what I want to do. I want, they weren't involved with, he felt it, there was not enough interaction. He felt like it was a car mechanic that somebody else opens up the chest, you go in and repair the heart, they close it up. And, you know, he, he wanted more interaction with people anyway. So he changed his mind. He did go uh, to that university for two years. It was actually Auburn university, but he knew that he wanted to be in the med in the financial area. So he applied to the best business schools in the country, which is a whole other story, those transfer applications. And he got into the best one, the Wharton School of Business. We don't know how, he just did. And <laughs> it was great. I always tell people, you know, shoot for the stars and you might hit the moon, you know, <laughs> go, go above and beyond what you really think you can do. You never know what they're looking for when they see your application. And so. he has stayed in the financial industry and done incredibly well. He lived, they live um, up until recently in New York City and uh, done very well in the financial industry. And then you want to talk about Brooke? Yes. And Brooke, Brooke is our, our athlete. She was uh, just one of these kids, amazing athlete. We don't know where she came from. <laughs> so she went to college on a full ride uh, to Michigan State, played volleyball for four years. And then she went uh, to play on the AVP professional, professional beach volleyball tour. And she left it and then the tour went bankrupt. And now she is a, a medical device sales rep doing very well, living here in San Diego with her two babies and her husband. So uh, they both did well, knew what they wanted to do. Brooke wanted to pursue her sports as long as she could, but she knew that she was a student first in college and that her athletic um, career could end any minute with an injury. So. She, she was academically inclined, and uh, she was a success story, too. So we're very proud of them, and it, and it worked. Our, our experiment worked. 
That's awesome. I feel like you should have pictures and bios of your kids on your page too. So for a little bit of social proof, right? (laughs) Okay. So I have one last question, um, a little bit off the topic of teenagers, but we might have um, some stay-at-home moms listening who either never made it to college or never made it all the way through and are considering, um, you know, re-entering the workforce later on in life. Is this something that could work for an adult? Absolutely. Uh, You know, person's values and core beliefs are something that uh, doesn't matter where you are in your life. You can certainly use those. You need to determine what your why is, what your purpose is, understanding what your strengths and weaknesses are. In fact, what we've created in addition to the selecting the major is for people that are going from college into the work life, they are can pick the competencies that they most identify with. And so that can be something that a mom or a dad who might be later on in their career is trying to choose and say, this is what I want to do. They can do all the same work, but instead of picking their major, they're picking their competencies that they want to pursue. Okay. Fascinating. Yeah. I love that. I think there are a lot of, I I personally know of a lot of parents, specifically moms who chose to stay home with little kids. And then as their kids grow, think, okay, now it's time for me to either re-enter the workforce or go back to school. And uh, that can be even trickier when there's a lot more writing on it, right? you got this family to support. And so thanks for sharing that. Um, I have a question about um, something that may or may not be included in your, in your courses. So part of planning for college is also planning the financial part. Is there, which some of us parents are kind of feel a little overwhelmed <laughs> to help our students navigate. Is there any information about, um, finding and seeking scholarships? Or is that kind of, I'm imagining that maybe learning about yourself and how to write an essay and all that would also apply, be helpful on applying for college scholarships? Absolutely. Um, At the end of the show, we'll give you, your listeners, a link to a guide that will actually have information relative to getting scholarships and uh, will be very helpful for them. It doesn't cost them anything. They can look through some of the different scholarships that are available. And you'll be amazed at how many different types of scholarships are really out there. You just need to look for them. But one very important point or a couple that I might want to share with you is that only 40% of current college graduates graduate in four years. 60% of those college graduates are graduating in six years. Six years. And the reason for that is because they're changing majors three times at least. And so one of the things that our process does is it eliminates the need to continue to change majors because you're clearer on what your core majors are. And so that's really important. When you look at an in-state college, it's $27,000 for in-state tuition. It's $43,000 if you're out of state. Private is $50,000 and an Ivy League school is $80,000. And so if you can save two years of private school. Or even one year. Or even one year you know, you're saving $50,000 and you couple that with looking for certain scholarships. And this can be very beneficial for a family that's looking to do this process. Did I answer your question? You, yes, you did. And thank you so much for sharing that. We look forward to sharing that link with our listeners because, um, a lot of our listeners like us have large families. And so we're doing um, everything we can to help our to help our kids out. So yeah, we look forward to sharing that with our kids. But that makes total sense about um, having the 
you know, cutting down on the amount of time you're in college is one of the biggest ways to reduce the expenses. And if you listen to um, some of the previous episodes that we've done, like um, one that we did recently was about helping kids um, prepare to launch. And so the things that we specifically do with our families and with our kids to get them ready to know what they're going to do in their lives is, um, you know, how important that is to us and why we're so delighted to have you guys on as guests because um, of the way that we just simply try to prepare our kids for life to have success in the highest measure. So that's totally why we wanted you guys to come on and um, share with our listeners more of your insights about it. You know, we're, we're so happy to be here. And you mentioned the aspect of launching. The last thing a parent really wants is for them to launch out of college and go back into the basement. You don't want that. You want them. The, the reason we call it the college flight plan is we want them to take flight into the rest of their career. Yes, I love that. What a what a beautiful image, too, of letting your child soar off into the sunset and and uh, figure out his life on his own, which is with our support, of course. Um, and we're looking forward to to having some some independent kids in the future. <laughs> I'll give you one additional data point, which I found was very interesting. A recent study was done for people that are between 16 and 29. And they said that 87% of the people that are 16 to 29 do not know what their purpose is or what makes them tick. And mm. so no wonder they're changing majors so many times. And so that's all the more reason we focus on having them pick out what their purpose is, what their distinct natural abilities are, their values and their goals. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much for sharing all this amazing information. Can you um, help us wrap up by sharing where people can find you online and um, the link to the guide that you were referring to earlier? Absolutely. It's our pleasure. Uh, they can find us at collegeflightplan.com. And for your listeners, we've created the special document I mentioned called the Parents Starter Kit to Teen Self-Discovery. And there it has a lot of key statistics that parents need to know to launch their kids into college. It gives them five early actions that will lead to college success. Some free assessments that I mentioned in terms of scholarships, ACT, SAT assessments, and some of the other skills assessments are included in that document. And it also shares how they can get in touch with us. And they can find that at www.collegeflightplan.com guide. That is awesome. We'll put a direct link to that in our show notes as well. And, you know, we have a lot of listeners also with young children just starting out their families. And I know that is so reassuring to have some of the scariness of the future of college taken away just by knowing that there's resources out there like yours that can help their kids get ready and navigate this. Yes, it can be. It can be. It can be a very stressful time for the whole family. And so it, that's why we're here to help eliminate some of that stress and, and make it all smooth sailing as possible. Not to say there won't be challenges because there will be, right. but the fact is people say, well, my school will take care of that. But there are over 240, well, there are in, in California, there are over 700 students per college counselor. Ooh. And so they're not going to get the individualized attention that, uh, that they need. And that's true across the United States. And so if we can complement that and help parents and students with the things that we do, then we're very pleased to do that. Fantastic. And it seems like such a rewarding job and business. So good for you guys. Um, I did want to mention, I think, Greg, you mentioned that there's a, you have a promo code for our listeners if they're interested in any of the courses. That is correct. It is promo 21. 
Okay, so we'll include all your links in the show notes as well as that promo code you can use to get 10% off of any of the courses. So That's thank correct. you, Beth and Greg, for joining us. We've so appreciated listening for me, listening to you. Well, thank you for having us. And they can reach us anytime. Our phone numbers are actually online too. So feel free. We are here to help. Okay. Awesome. Thank you, thank Bonnie. You. Thank you, Audrey. And thank you for coming on and sharing with our audience today. Thanks for listening, friends. Click the link in the show notes to subscribe to our email and never miss another episode. Show us some love by leaving a review on iTunes or sharing the podcast with a friend. Thanks for all your support. We'll talk to you next week. 